Hey, hey, hey. It's Sunday morning, July 15th. And, uh, yeah, the first time I've seen Bud not want to, kind of not want to go for a walk. He was just really comfy on the sofa. And I had to bring his leash over and say, okay, Bud, let's go. Because, I mean, it's an overcast morning here, unusual, so the sun's not out. Yesterday we walked in the morning a little bit later, and it was 95, and he was suffering at 95, getting through the walk. But um, there's, it's, it's a bit of a breeze, but it's, it's humid. And uh, I think it's like 87. World Cup final match is going on right now. On Twitter, I saw a few things. I was going to smack talk some people on Twitter, and then I started seeing stuff. And I had to think, like, oh, man, I hope the, I hope the World Cup isn't over yet because I'm taping it. And I'll probably speed watch it in a little bit. So I'll probably watch the two hours or so in about, oh, probably 45 minutes or less. Just doing some speed watch. Should be exciting. Croats, 4 million people in Croatia against France. It's probably like 70 or 80 million people. So there you go, folks. World Cup is going on as we speak. <clears throat> and the efficiencies of technology has me podcasting this wonderfully prepared podcast for you, full of sarcasm, like that was just an example of it, and walking the dog, taking care of Bud, being kind and loving. So the technology is allowing me to be so much more loving and kind. So how's that for a benefit of technology? Yeah, so technology, it's, it's a two-edged sword. I was just thinking about that this morning, about all these people fear about robots and and also a lot of political debates, I notice, are essentially, you, there's this classic straw man argument, like you, you set something up just so you can tear it down, right? So most of the political discussions are like talking heads. They're, they're probably bringing in 300, half a million dollars a year or more, just pontificating on TV about the plight of the, the average worker who's making 40 grand a year. So they can go on TV with the bright lights, have someone put makeup on them in New York City. Um, and it's just, that's a, I guess I would call that a cognitive dissonance, right? I mean, they're, these people don't have any issues. They're making nearly a million bucks. Cushy job in a lot of ways. They um, have a professionally produced show with lots of people helping them make them look good. All you got to do is have great teeth, which you can buy now, and a nice-looking face. And then uh, don't tweet stupid things like Roseanne Barr. Um, although, I, again, I, I don't defend the content of her tweet, but I just I defend the stupidness of the importance of Twitter, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know why they, they're the... the, the uh, public opinion just roasted her. So anyways, that's part of life. But let's go back to robotics. I'm just walking by a, a house and the, the young lad is into robotics and he's a freshman in college. And uh, a lot of people fear the robots, you know, fear the robots. And um, it's just, this has changed. Technology changes stuff. Just like right now, I'm able to the good thing, like I said, is I'm walking the dog, taking care of Bud, 
I'm taping the World Cup. I'm uh, doing a podcast, edifying the world with knowledge and wisdom. Hey, good morning. So, yeah, it's knowledge and wisdom that, you know, I mean, you can put it on a curve. Like, I don't know, it's probably not, may not be the outlier knowledge and wisdom, you know, like way out there. But a little bit of knowledge and wisdom is good. Just a little bit. You just need a little bit every day. How do you quantify it, right? <laughs> How about a chuckle? You want a chuckle? There you go. Dulcet tones, the uh, the podcast. So um, technology, yeah. Because otherwise, you know, without a DVR, you know, it's like I'd have to sit there and watch two and a half hours of World Cup when it's on live because because that's what you had to do back then. So technology, the freedoms, amazing. They're obvious, but people just need to point them out. So it looks like we have a little tree falling down here in front of the sidewalk. So what else? What else? Um, the, the groups, the straw man arguments, the, the talking heads, the, the people that are arguing on behalf of the downtrodden and so forth. And I'm of the opinion that the downtrodden... Hey, bud, come here. You're going to jump over that. There you go. No problem. Um, the downtrodden are really not that downtrodden as the talking heads, the straw man arguments want to make it, you know. So they're sitting there making their $300, $500 million promoting their books on TV, right? They're not only are they not only are they getting paid by the, the shows, but then many of them are like, oh, I got a new book coming out. Book, book, book. I'm going on a book tour. Book, book, book. Sell that, sell that, and make a little bit of money there. Promote their brand, their brand. The brand of talking heads, you know, the, the talking head brand, opinion brand, atten uh, um, entertaining opinion, like my Greg Gutfeld, I find him entertaining. Of course, like, you know, you've got your John Olivers, they have an entertaining opinion for a whole nother group of people. And so, there you go. I prefer the Gutfeld man, Gregor. So, um... But still, he so that's why he doesn't like straw man argument, and and uh, get the violins out for all the the people that are um, suffering under Trump. <laughs> and it and it's all a matter of it's again it's the confirmation biases. I love that there's a whole general field of what they call cognitive biases. Fascinating study, studies. And um, and the, the cognitive bias is one of them is cognitive dissonance or confirmation. Well, there's that, and then there's confirmation bias is so prevalent, and that's what we see in news and things. So they want people want to um, see Trump as a loser, a terrible guy, wrecking the country, racist. Like you go over and he's over in the UK right now. It's so funny. It's like, what are these people protesting for? You know, like, what, what is it? I'm trying to see the signs, you know, and they call him a racist, you know. And there's just no evidence for this stuff. But, like, so many people, like, just want to come out on the streets and protest. So that's kind of funny how, I think his name is Simon Lafarge or something, who was kind of promoting Brexit. He's, like, describing these protesters as the, the rich kids of the royalty kind of thing, the 
upper class. They got nothing better to do but protest this guy. And then I, I saw a Twitter tweet, some guy representing the UK or pro-UK going, oh, 77% of the Brits don't like Trump. Ooh. Like that, like we should care, right? I mean, I, I tweeted back to the guy and I said, well, that's, that's actually pretty good. That means 23% um, like Trump. And, and that's a lot more than the 0% that liked George Washington. <laughs> so you have to be fairly intelligent to have, know some knowledge of history. That essentially, and this is what when you watch Waters World and he goes out and asks people on the street, just people on the street just don't know history. They don't know some basics, what we would consider, what I consider just basic information. So you got the UK who was trying to control the colonies, right? The 13, we had the War of Independence to get away from England. So, therefore, at the time, 100% of the UK would not like George Washington. So Trump is doing fantastic. He's doing fantastic. You know, you got to be be British, you know, and enunciate all kinds of strange things that we don't do in in the American English. Like think. You know, you got to put that k- think think in there and and uh, that you get the that, you get the pronunciation of the end of the words. Get the pronunciation. So 23% of the Brits love Trump. Woohoo! Much better than Georgie Washington. And then I kind of did did some of my own fake news or I did some makeup statistics too on that tweet. It was kind of fun. And I said that, well. Not only that, you have 87% of the Brits loved Neville Chamberlain when he came back from Munich and said, peace in our time. Yeah, Brits. So we should really give a shit about what the Brits' public opinion is because they're a bunch of dumbasses. Basically, like 50 to 60 million people died because of their public opinion that Adolf Hitler was an okay guy. How do you like that, UK? Oh, no. Let's not talk about that history. No. We don't want to talk about that history. Oh, that's so far in the past. Forget about 60 million people dying. Oh, yeah, UK. Don't we just love you? Oh, I'm gaining all kinds of fans in the UK now. (laughs) So, anyways, I won't hold it against you. Just be humble and realize that you're fucked up, just like everybody else. So, just be good, be transformed yourself, love other people, and don't tell other people who they have to love, because you just got to love everyone, always. Okay? So that's my little get-out-of-politics-free card, jail card, or whatever. What else? So... As typical on the the walks with Bud, because Buddy Buddy doesn't really give me a lot of topics to talk about. I have to kind of come up with them on my own. <laughs> I mean, he does 
non-verbally, you know, like give me some hints like he's hot and he gives me non-verbals like I want to go over here or I'm smelling some bushes and things. So I get some non-verbals from Bud. And now I got a guy behind me. He's walking up. He's talking on the phone. But he's not, I can tell he's not doing a podcast because he's talking to somebody. Well, although he could be doing a podcast. The walking podcast. So the bicyclists are coming down, looking good. Tour de France is going on. Um, Haven't been watching that. Um, Summertime. Phoenix is roasting July. Morning. Morning. I'm sure the bikers get motivated by the Tour de France because you got the helicopters flying around the French countryside. It's beautiful. Castles and things. The British guy, what's his name? Talking about the bicyclists riding through here and all the excitement of the finish. Mark Cavendish. Mark Cavendish from the Isle of Wight. <laughs> A sprinter. That's all good stuff. DVR it. DVR. I mean, because they ride for like five hours on a bike. And not much happens. But the Peloton is really cool how they get like 10, 10 minutes behind and so forth. And then they just bring them back in, reel them in. All that good stuff. What else? What else? Um going to church this morning. Today's the big build-up. I think I'm going to be called forward. We'll all be like invited to rededicate our lives somehow to something. I don't know. Somehow, I, I, this is July. This is this July's the month for Jack for Jesus. That was the last time we heard um, doing Jack for Jesus. Come on, bud. So some of you are doing Jack for Jesus. So to, if of all days, today would be the day to get shouted at from the pulpit. <laughs> so so I've, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to get shouted at from the pulpit. And so it's like, why do I go through this abuse? Why do I want to put myself through it? I don't. I really don't. But my wife wants to go. She has... People have been reaching out and helping us doing the real work of the you know, church, having compassion and love for one another. And I'll go sit through, potentially, potentially. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I may not get, get some spiritual abuse this morning. <laughs> hey, you're doing Jack for Jesus. Come forward and, and magically, if you come forward this morning, we will teach you how to not do Jack, to do something, right? So, um, I, oh wow, the dogs are barking out here today. So I've got this system down. I just spent 59 minutes, what I call it, chair time. That's actually a Bill Hybels thing. Some chair time. So he, I mean, he promotes, start with 15 minutes a day. Get going on your chair time. I just enjoy it so much it ends up being closer to like 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes a little longer. But it's great that this morning I was in Hebrews chapter 6, which is a very confusing chapter. And there was at the end of the chapter, there's always this, this thing that 
blew me away. And this is where developmental editing or where Paul didn't have a developmental editor or any kind of editor really because he really confused me here at the end. And this is about the fourth or fifth reading where I cycle through and I get to Hebrews 6. And a couple of things. Some people use those verses. They pluck them out and say, see, you can lose your salvation. And I had a new thought this morning about, well, it talks about those who are partakers of the Holy Spirit and who are experiencing the power of God. And I'm starting to think, you know, we read through these verses and we kind of like think that we understand them. But I, I have a feeling that those really doesn't apply to like everyone that goes to church or everyone. So it's like, I don't, I don't know how many people, they kind of skip over that and assume that. And uh, um, here comes some big schnauzers and uh, a friend. She's, she's really busy. She's got two big giant schnauzers and a boy in a baby carriage. And she's walking through. Hey, good morning. Good. We're doing a podcast this morning. Oh, you are? Yeah. No, I'm I'm doing one. You're on it. I'm talking into my phone. <laughs> I have like two listeners. Yeah. It's it's actually it's kind of like therapy, you know. No, no, no. The, the dogs, the do, the podcast is about Buddy and walking the dog. So I just walk the dog in Arizona. You know, and so I'm podcasting like my thoughts. Oh, nice. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Sounds very therapeutic. It is therapeutic. Yeah, you can get your son to start it on podcasting. Right? Do you want to do some podcasting? No, not yet. No. Just gonna... Not yet. All right, we'll have. Oh, she's doing good. We're uh, we're doing all right. We got okay. first chemo treatment this week. How'd it go? Good. Oh, no, yeah, this went. past week. Yeah. So she has three more to go, that's it. And uh, they're every three weeks. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Okay. See you later. All right. I got to I gotta get back to the podcast. <laughs> so maybe I'm building a listener one dog walker at a time. They probably won't find it that interesting. Or maybe they will because we're all on the same path here, right? So, hey Steve, good morning. Hey folks. Hey, we love the dogs, man. Teddy. (laughs) The dogs are out. Um, Dang, where was it? Oh yeah, Hebrews 6. So, it talks about people like once you partake of the Holy Spirit and the power of God, then you can't, once you, if you fall away from that, then there's like no coming back type of thing. It's kind of complicated. I'm not sure I really figured that out. But the one, the thing at the end of the chapter that really bugged, bugged me or was hard to find, figure out, and I think requires an edit, editor, is Paul writes, and because of these two unchangeable things, you know, and then you, you expect, I expect, okay, I'm looking, he specifically said two unchangeable things. 
And I've had the hardest time to figure out, well, what are these two things that he's talking about? So I, I suspect, and you know, an editor would have to ask Paul too and say, like, dude, this writing is kind of crappy, dude. What are you trying to say here? What are the two things, you know? And I've read this thing probably in the last three years, four times, maybe five, two and two years. And because um, I'm like, well, this sounds interesting. I mean, he's thinking, he's specifically saying that there are two unchangeable things. And, and also the unchangeable purpose of God is right before that. So I'll come back to that in a minute. But the two, I think I figured it out this morning. The two unchangeable things are, one, I always was easy. And he goes, first, that God, it's impossible for God to lie, right? So that, that's kind of a good thing to remember, right? <laughs> Why would God lie? He doesn't need to. He's all-powerful. He's creator of everything. So he's not going to lie. And then I figured out, I think I figured out what the second unchangeable thing is. And that's the hope set before us. So we have this hope, hope of eternal life, hope of this, this life isn't all there is. My knee hurts a little bit. My body's aching. My wife's got cancer. We're in chemotherapy. This body is going to die. And so as a, without faith, and it's so, it's so hard to articulate and convince people like um, of faith, all I can do is, is just say, hey, I believe. And um, that's my belief. And um, so that's the hope set before us. That's not changing. God has put that hope out there. And it all makes sense to me um, with all my reading of things. That um, um, God was hanging out in the garden with uh, Adam and Eve and, and uh, God's enemy. Not us. We're not God's enemy. And that's important to know. Like sometimes people present us as God's enemy and we're not because we're created beings in the image of God. So I think that's it, folks. The two unchangeable things at the end of Hebrews is um, one, that he doesn't lie, and two, the hope is not changing. That's the same hope that we have. Good to know. And then the unchangeable purpose is a little more probably deep thinking or so because it's a on the one hand you can take courage for yourself but I'm, I'm thinking the unchangeable purpose of God is to bring us into a um, restored, renewed, reconciled new life at the end when it's all over with so that's encouraging of course and even I think even in that chapter 6, Paul says to be encouraged by that. Which brings me into the in and out group. So I think I've been schnookered for 40 years, maybe longer. And I think Christianity does this because they acknowledge other religions like Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Atheism all these things and so they they do this in group out group thing that um you know you have to convert and unfortunately it even goes back into 700 ad's when i was talking about kid charlemagne 
killing the Zaxons to uh, um, convert to Christianity. <laughs> Fortunately, we don't have that anymore. We have some other religions convert, you know, killing people to convert them to their religion, but not as many Christians anymore do that. But all this stuff is like not understanding the essentials. So we have thousands of years of not the best practices. And I think the practices of our faith are, they can improve, but it starts with each person individually. And, and that's why I believe like personal transformation is the way to go. Not reforming the church organizations because they're kind of sick. And um, one of my tweeters that I watch a little bit because he usually says stupid stuff came up with something about this morning already about how the church needs to change and do this and that and I just realized who what makes this guy an authority man I mean there's especially in the U.S. the guy's a U.S. dude and there's like churches on every corner every street practically and who's he talking about which church you know so just go to another one then if that if these if this church happens to be racist then just go somewhere else don't tweet about how the whole every church 100 percent of them are going to all of a sudden become non-racist because you tweeted something i mean come on i said take a humility pill pal take a humility pill so we pursue perfection we pursue this like righteous goal that we think is out there and i just don't think we're going to get there and i may have talked on the podcast but i'm reminded again of the caterpillar and the butterfly how it's many i've heard some great messages about that like becoming the butterfly but I don't know if we really do. We, I don't think we're going to become the butterfly now. Right? The butterfly comes later. So we're stuck in the caterpillar thing. So get used to it. We're caterpillars. <laughs> Maybe in the future we're going to be butterflies, but let's love all the caterpillars because that's all we are. And um, okay, bud, let's go. I have to give Bud a bath today. He's been been about 10 or 12 days since he had a bath but with the short hair it's pretty good he got his grooming done so it'll be a pretty pretty easy bath today because his hair's not that long and it'll just uh clean up nicely and he doesn't necessarily like it when he goes through it but i think afterwards he appreciates it so um yeah this morning i'm going to go listen to the I'll go and open mine. I'm open-minded, but I'm prepared for prepared for the Jack for Jesus talk. And uh, I reject the Jack for Jesus talk. So we'll see how it goes. And it's again, it's, I'm I'm getting more comfortable with. Hey, I I can't correct these guys. That's their thing. The best, the only thing I can do is just walk away. And if they want to know why I'm walking away. It's just because I think they're too much in-group, out-group, weird, kind of like normally accepted beliefs that people are going to hell. 
But even if you take a non-instantaneous look of life, um, we should look at every human with that imago Dei, the image of God, and treat them, love them, as if they're going to understand at some point. It's, it's almost like a, there's that, I can't, I had to look it up, but people use this fancy word on Twitter quite a bit probably try to make themselves feel more intelligent. You know, the non sequitur, some kind of, I think that's a non-starter, as the English would say. Um, <clears throat> but it's uh, it kind of turns, sends people the wrong message if you start out saying like, well, you know, if you don't believe what I tell you, you're going to hell. I mean, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's quite an opening. It's quite arrogant, and I think people feel it in their gut. Unfortunately, we've been telling that to ourselves for so long that we start believing it. And I just don't think it's helpful. I mean, it's some people love to stand up in front of a crowd of 10,000, 100,000 and tell, tell you that you're going to hell if you don't believe what they say. So, anyway, that is that so we'll go investigate that so you should look forward to the next the next podcast should be interesting because i will have will have had this experience this probably an hour and a half experience you get some music i get paris who's iranian who's going to hopefully going to be up front worshiping god and expressing her faith verbally, which is probably what I get the most out of um, because she's peaceful, joyful, thankful, has gratitude in her heart. And that's a beautiful thing. So that's a positive at church. Hopefully we'll see old Paris. And then, um, then we get the message which has been stoked cooking in the Southern Baptist fires of, of, of PhD seminary studies and as the groundwork has been laid for the last two sermons and the groundwork and we're so our hearts are now prepared for the great calling from, from I am so terrible about this because dang God is so much bigger than these things and we can read it ourselves, folks. And I so feel so empowered to just go the way of the calling of Christ on our lives. I mean, it's like, if, if, if the message I get is like, if you don't do it our way, if you don't do this quote unquote Christian life the way we prescribe it, then then it's it's not good enough or something. It's weird. So it's just not good enough. You're not doing jack for Jesus. And uh, Jesus is laughing, I hope, at me, with me. Laugh with me, Lord. Laugh with me because I think I'm closer to the truth. I have my black slice, of course. I'm not perfect. But I think I'm closer to what is 
beneficial for all to edify, to build up the body, the church, the believers, the edification, the mature thought, the understanding, the walking in the spirit, the use your gifts. What are you an outlier at? What are you really good at? Do that. Enjoy that. And that's our do it. Do whatever you do, like what Paul says many times, whatever you do, do and serving, wholeheartedly serving the Lord. And that is a image, but it's, it's actually more than an image. It's a reality of God's presence. Man, are these like Blackaby devotionals? <laughs> I'm so terrible. But, or um, what was that other guy? Is that French cook guy who wrote a bunch of stuff? Can't think of that French guy, famous <clears throat> devotional book. But uh, these are devotional podcasts that are probably very crude, very bizarre. But they're me, and they're me, and I'm an image of God, and I'm imperfect. And I just want to encourage other imperfect people to do their thing. And uh, smile. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with joy. Love others. Be patient with others. So I will patiently sit, sit through teaching that I don't agree, agree with. And the sad thing is it's like 90% okay, right? And I'm such a pain in the pita myself. There's going to be 10% or even 5 that I'm just going to get, I'm just going to vomit over that 5%. And I think I should vomit over the 5%. Why not? Just because 90, 95% of it I agree with doesn't mean that I should sit there and just accept the 5, 10% that I think is a load of bullocks, as the English would say. A load of bullocks. So, um, yeah. I can just feel my, I have a penchant for political debate and the, the Peter Strzok came to my mind. I just can't see how anyone, anyone can defend that guy. He, I mean, he just doesn't have any humility and just say, yeah, you busted me. I said a lot of crap about Trump. Yes, I'm biased. I'm sorry. It's over with. Let's move on. I screwed up, right? But instead he's like, hanging on by his fingernails or whatever on the ledge, fighting it all the way with lawyers, FBI playing a political game, trying to protect their reputation, which is already ruined. And it's like, just move on, people. Just like, yeah, screwed up. I'm Peter Strzok. I screwed up. It was dumb. I'm biased. Yeah, we, we messed up the investigations. So what? Let's go. Because things are better anyway. I mean, the economy is up. People are unemployment's down. I don't know. How can people not be thankful that there's unemployment is down, right? So, again, there's going to be people pointing at others and saying it's not fair. But wages are down, blah, blah, blah. It's just all this macro crap. 
And we should, I don't know, I'm just, I'm not going to argue about macro stuff. I'm just, I'm encouraging everyone to just take care of their own business, right? Um, Because there's so much wasted time. And I get sucked into it too, because I watch Greg Gutfeld, but it's, we're, it's just macro discussion crap. It's enter, to me, it's entertainment. I get a kick out of it. It's fun. But it doesn't really add any benefit to, to my life other than entertainment. And I feel, I get the feeling that I'm smarter because I have smart people that I agree with saying some interesting things. But at the end of the day, <laughs> what does it do? Nothing for me. Zero. So do I go on a fast, turn it off? Someone might recommend, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to stop watching that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe I will for a while. I don't know. It's just, it's just entertainment. And the poker last night, man, I, I fell asleep. They were good. It's a marathon session. I still don't know who won the poker, but I hope I have it taped. Sin, C-Y-N-N, the Asian guy from Chicago, was doing well. But that Miles kid is interesting, too. But they kept going back and forth, back and forth, like 55% versus 45% of the pot, back and forth, back and forth. So I don't know. Eventually, one of them is going to get down to 25% of the pot, and they'll probably have to go all in. And the Miles was at that point, and... All Sin had was he could have won, ended the tournament with a pair of fours if he called the all-in. But, I mean, fours are is just amazing if he won, would have won that whole $8 million on a pair of four, fours. <laughs> oh, poker's fascinating. It's all situational. It's like living in the moment, look at the moment, look at the situation at the time, and make a decision. And then move on. So he folded. Could have won the whole tournament. Hopefully that didn't bite him in the butt. Could have. Maybe as far as I know, right now, Miles might be the winner. And that's fine. The other guy won. Second place gets $5 million. That's nothing to be bummed about. But I suspect the difference of 3.8 million is actually big, bigger because you get the fame of being the ultimate winner. So it's actually more than that dollar amount. But still, 5 million for whoever came in second um, should get them by for a few, for a few years. <laughs> and they're a pretty good poker player, so they'll probably <clears throat> move on and play more with that. And uh, so, yeah. Vegas, playing the cards. Is life a gamble? Just a risk? There's people talk about taking risks. You know, whatever you do, go out and take a risk. So, um, yeah. So I'm almost home with the bud, heading up the street, about five minutes from, less than five from home. Gonna have to wash his feet 
And I don't know what the theme of tonight's podcast was. Um, probably the most significant thing is like two unchangeable things. That it's impossible for God to lie. And the hope. We have a hope. So we're kind of like robots too. I know Greg Gutfeld is afraid of the robots, but an artificial intelligence, but in some ways, are we not all just artificial intelligence? Ooh, are we just artificial intelligence riding on a biological machine created by God? Maybe the, maybe the robots are pointing us to remind us of our creator, much like we have the image of God so we can create, so we can create robots. And we're, we're heading that way, which is, I don't know, are we going to fear? Fear the robots? Or just make good decisions about how to interact with the robots? <clears throat> so my cynicism with the Great Commission is instead of like these sex robots that get all the publicity, the uh, Southern Baptist Church said, design the missionary robot. You know, that is hilarious. The missionary ro robot. So we, we send out the missionary robots into the world to preach the gospel. And there you go. So maybe I should bring that up at the next meeting and get laughed out. Laughed out of the church. The church. But it would help with that racial thing because we can make the make sure that the robots are not racist. Right? Because who wants a racist robot, right? Can we program that? I'm sure we could probably program in racism to the robot. So maybe we should make sure we program out so that our robot church leaders are not racist and perfect in every way. Yeah, yeah. Pretty deep thought. Should be funny, should be cynical, should be sarcastic. And uh, I think it's a good ending, Don, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's not. How did we do? We did good. Bud wants to go inside, but i got to wash his feet. So, folks, enjoy that podcast. I did. And perhaps I think that's all that matters because I don't listen to these things. And hopefully you did and enjoyed it. So have a good day.